the devil's work. Horror show. Um, we're not going to bother doing numbers anymore because we don't know what fucking day it is. Let alone <laughs> what podcast we're on. But this is the uh, this is the top ten our personal picks of uh, foreign language horror movies. Yep. Yes, indeed. That's I had I doing. had fun doing this list, although there were a few that I wanted to put on and there just wasn't room. with only picking ten, so it was a little bit. I had a list of longer than ten. Mm. I, I, I had a good idea of what was going on anyway, but I had a list of longer than ten, and then I, then I had to like begrudgingly throw some yeah. out and I also I picked all of mine are from different countries oh yeah mine aren't yeah, I'd done that just to, as a little challenge to myself because if not I think a lot of mine would have been it would have been France, Japan South Korea job done yeah <laughs> I did I did toy with doing that but then I thought nah because otherwise I'll have to like throw films off that are just in my top 10 favourite and it didn't make sense to me but I'll be interested to see how similar our lists are especially yeah. when you get into the lower numbers yeah I think I think we'll have some crossovers on here probably again but I, there, there'll be a lot that we don't have soon as I've gone around the world rather than sitting yeah. in one country <laughs> yeah yeah I'm imagining some of yours are probably a little bit more obscure than some of mine as well because a lot of my choices are quite obvious okay yeah but they, it's just it, it is a personal top 10 so I was like fuck it it doesn't matter if it's obvious or not these are the films that I like the most so we'll before see. we do get started though one thing I want to want yeah I'll start that again without was he was a woman <laughs> I ain't seen that film for ages either. No. But, um, see no evil. Yeah. No evil, yeah. Um, what was I trying to say? <laughs> I tripped over <laughs> my own face. But yeah, if um, anyone has any suggestions for top tens they'd like us to do, just drop us an email or messages on our Facebook group. I would say the email, but I can't remember it. Lee, do you know what we are? Real horror show at hotmail.com. Oh, yeah. easy as that. Yeah. So real horror show at hotmail.com. If you want, uh, if you've got an idea for a top ten you want us to do. Or you've got additions to this list, so you might think, hey, you guys, you know, this should have been on the list. Feel free to message us, and we'll, if it's something we haven't seen, we'll give, we'll it, give a it a watch. watch. Yeah. yeah. And we'll share our thoughts on it. Yeah. And you'll get name dropped. Yeah, we can do that. <laughs> we'll try to remember to do yeah. that. <laughs> you will try. Yeah. So, we go, should we uh, kick off? Yeah. Do you want to go first? Do you want me to go first? What do you want to do? I'll, I'll go first if you like. You go first then. You went. Did you go first last time? I don't know. Okay. So, my uh, number 10. <laughs> It's from 2011, mm-hmm. and it's from Cuba. Juan of the Dead. Oh, yeah, 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 I have seen that. Written and directed by... And, oh, by the way, I'm probably going to get names wrong here. Oh, this is going to happen. I've written some names there, and I think it had. Yeah. Fuck do I pronounce that? Yeah. It's just our own ignorance of foreign languages. I can barely... You know, you probably noticed we can barely speak English. But anyway, written and directed by Alejandro Bruges. Uh, tells the story of Juan, who's a slacker, and during a zombie outbreak, he starts his own business. You can call him up and go, you know, my relatives have turned into a zombie, and he'll come around and kill them for you, so you don't have that moral quandary of, shall I stove Nana's head in? Juan and his little team will come and do that for you. I thought it was a fun film. I have no knowledge of Cuban horror. No. It was a thing I wasn't aware of, watched it, and it... Yeah, I watched it. It, it was fun, it, it had some good first glory. came out, and I kind of had actually forgotten it existed, but I remember oh, okay. enjoying it, yeah. and I remember watching it, 
off the back of reviews that I'd read that said it was really good. So yeah, I, 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 I know I've seen it, mm. but my brain then kind of like forgot it was a thing. I think there's that one scene that a lot of people remember where I think they're in a parking lot or whatever, and they're trapped to surround the zombies. This random, and the guy turns up with a jeep and fires a a crossbow bolt with a wire on it into a post and then he just sort of tells them to duck and he just drives in a circle around all the horde of zombies beheading all of them yeah so it's it's funny it was gory it mm. done some some things I haven't seen before are there any other like, Cuban horror films I don't know was it touted as Cuba's first zombie film I don't know if it was their first horror film I don't know was it Cuba's first film <laughs> I don't know <laughs> <laughs> probably I would hope not but the Cuban uh, film industry is I think booming. the director did an entry on ABCs of Death 2, it was... I think oh, he did yeah. D. D is for divorce, the two chaps on the island. Mm. And the, the woman washes up and they start falling out, don't they? I've only seen the second one once, so I remember it I less than the first one. it was done to be all one shot. Mm. There's, there's the odd little moment where you can just tell, like, oh, I know someone's just quickly ducked out of the way there. Yeah. But, yeah, I thought that was a fun entry. But, yeah, my, so my number 10 is Juan of the Dead. Yeah, it was a good film. I, I, uh, I forgot it was a thing. Okay. And it, it wasn't on my excise list, but it, I did enjoy it. Yeah, it's one of those, I haven't seen it for a while, but it was one when I'd finished watching it, I was like, I could sit and just watch this again, but I had fun. Yeah. So. Yeah. Um, I, right, I've my number 10. I don't even remember what it is. <laughs> Hang on a second. Professionalism is fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, my number 10 is, for, is uh, from Spain. I don't know if you'll agree with this entry or not, because you'll probably think, what the fuck are you doing <laughs> picking this one? It's from 2009, and it's actually the one I prefer over the original. Oh, I know where you're going, I think. It's Wreck 2. Yeah, yeah. And I like Wreck 2 more, because to me, Wreck and Wreck 2 are like Alien and Aliens. Okay. And I just remember having a better time. Well, I like Wreck. Hmm. Wreck 2, to me, was more fun, because they send in the SWAT team, and they all start sort of getting picked off, very Alien style. Hmm. And it's just like a faster-paced, more enjoyable yeah. film. I like Direct 2 more than I like Direct 1. Doesn't it overlap? Does it start yeah. during events in the first film, doesn't it? Yeah, there are some people trying to... Some, there's some like there's a guy extreme in, sports nuts trying to sneak into the building. No, it went to some kids setting off fireworks. Or they, yeah. had a, they had an inflatable doll they were going to launch up with fireworks or something. Mm -hmm. It splits the, the camera action, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. And then it sort of like picks up after the... After the uh, first one when um what's her name uh, uh, Manuela Valesco yeah. he played Angela the reporter Angela, in the first one they it, find yeah. her she turns up I don't remember a lot about I, I liked Rick 3 as well I did because it was different it was yeah it was a prequel that was silly and yeah. they had they, this time they had fun and they part way through they gave up on the found footage thing because isn't the, it's a set at a wedding isn't it yeah the it's one. more comedic than yeah. the other two and then and the then, cameraman dies and it turns into a, an actual film yeah and then I, I don't need other than being on a ship I don't remember a lot about the fourth one same here I've got it I think yeah. I only watched it the once I've got all I've only four of them because mm. they, they take was it Angela we said didn't yeah. we? she was the only survivor yeah and they take her the ship I remember enjoying it but other than that I remember very little about yeah. it but Wreck 2 is my favourite of, of those films and that's why I picked that one over the first okay. um, yeah, that's the first call. one was a good movie I really liked it uh, not so much the American remake which was just pointless I didn't watch it Quarantine wasn't yeah. it I've yeah. seen it it was pointless I actually preferred Quarantine 2 because again they ditched the um, found footage style oh, okay. and they did something different I yeah. think these people people on a flight arrive in an airport when it's sort of like spread and kicking off and stuff. Oh, okay. And it gets really bad ratings, but I thought it was better than Quarantine. But yeah, Wreck 2, to me, is my favourite of was that series. Was the remake then, was Quarantine just pretty much a shot for shot? Shot for shot, Americanised okay. remake of yeah. Wreck. Yeah. And it yeah. weren't that long after the original film that it came out, was it? No. No, there weren't a lot in it, I don't think. But yeah, Wreck 2 is my okay. choice. Yeah. Wreck 2, to me, is the aliens of that franchise. And it's just more going on. It's a lot faster paced. Mm. It's a lot more sort of chaotic and 
yeah, yeah. adrenaline fueled, and I just really prefer it. Fair enough. No, I'm, yeah. uh, I think it's a good choice. Yeah. So I didn't, th- I didn't think of doing sequels either. <laughs> that didn't even cross my mind. No. Ah, well, there you go. You see. Okay, so on to my number nine. And I'm travelling to Indonesia for this one. Okay. For 2019, for a movie that I think ended up being a Shudder original, and that's for Impetigor. I haven't seen that yet. It was directed by, and again, I'm probably going to get the names wrong, but it's directed by Jokar Anwar. Um, it's about, there's, there's two women, they both work in, uh, like, ticket booths. They, they're in separate parts of the city. And one of them gets attacked. Some guy with a machete starts. He's, this guy's been driving past and creeping around, and then he brandishes a machete and he comes after her, and he starts calling her by a different name, and he starts talking to her about this village that her parents came from. He tries to kill her, and he gets shot, and so she goes back to this village that she was born in to find out what the fuck's going on. I think her parents had, had died, and she think they might have an inheritance. So her and her friend go out there right. to find out what's going on. And it kind of kicks off. I can't really say anything because I don't want to spoil it. It's I've had a copy of it sitting there right for ages, ready. And and every time I've suggested it, Marie has to be in the uh, in the mood to watch something yeah. with subtitles. She likes subtitled foreign films, but she has to be in the mood. Not if she's tired, there's no point because she just her eyes won't read what's going on. Yeah, yeah. So it's been sat there for ages, and I've been saying, "Oh, should we watch this?" And it's never sort of happened yet. I had the same thing, and this is the one I'd, I had messaged you last night to say I've still got one more film to watch, mm. and it was this one because I had a different Indonesian film on my list, which was Satan Slaves, but I couldn't remember it very well. I was going to sit and rewatch that, and then I realised I hadn't watched Impetigal, so I thought I'd give it a go. It's a little bit muddled in places. Some of it I'm like doesn't quite gel or doesn't make sense all the way through, but to right. the end of it I'm like, hang on, how did that work? But it's also got some really dark moments in it. It's must have been it's an interesting movie. Yeah, list of ten. Yeah, well, I, I can't think of that many Indonesian. Well, when you said this is from Indonesia, I thought you can't have the raid. That's not a horror movie. Uh, yeah, yeah, oh yeah, that would have. Yeah. Oh yeah. If we Even went, though that is a fucking brilliant movie and the sequel, I love them both. Yeah, and, yeah, I do too. Yeah, yeah. They've been supposed to be re- remaking that for fucking ages. I think the first one. I'm glad yeah. they oh, haven't. I'm glad they haven't. And he he done a film before that with with Eco Way as well called Marantau Warrior, mm. which I've got, which is about. It's a bit like going walkabout. Yeah, you know, the Australian thing. He leaves his village and goes into the the big city, and I think he ends up rescuing a prostitute who's getting beaten up, and then he just he gets caught up in all this, you know, little sort of crime and gang sort of thing, and trying to help her and beat up the bad guys. Oh, that was a cool little film. Cool, but yeah, so, I'll have to give it a watch. Like I said, I've had a copy sitting there for fucking ages. Right? Yeah, it, it was. It's a good film. It gets quite dark in places. You're like, oh fuck, all right, I wasn't expecting that to happen in this movie. But by the end, I was like, it's just. Some of it felt a little bit modelled. I'm like, hang on, it wasn't clearly explained to me. Mm. But there you go. I still enjoyed it. It was it was a good atmospheric movie. Yeah, I'll have to check it out then. Okay. Changing the subject slightly, and it's not horror related, okay. but we've mentioned it on a podcast before, so I'm gonna fucking tell you. I watched <laughs> Moonfall. Yes, you did tell me. Fuck <laughs> yeah! Hell. I saw your. I kind of got some of your uh, not hatred and anger towards it on your Facebook. Even by an Roland Emmerich film standard, it's fucking bad <laughs> the science is just hilarious fucking the moon isn't actually a moon it's a superstructure made by aliens to keep watch over humans oh, by okay. our extraterrestrial ancestors because like. we're dicks yeah and it, the moon changes course and comes towards the earth doesn't it there's even a point where the moon breaks the earth's atmosphere and skims the top of a mountain range chasing people along oh, as, as it goes fuck's sake. the science is fucking still i mean even if you're not scientifically sort of interested or or like scientifically minded, it's a fucking horribly stupid. So film. I was going to watch it with my kids because kids are dumb. 
<laughs> in general. I, I don't mean, think there's a um, child on earth dumb enough to swallow this shit. I don't. My little boy, he's seven, so he'll dig action stuff. There's stuff blowing up and that, and that'll, you know, I'd probably liked it when I was that age. There are moonshine riddled fucking hillbillies who have been kicked in the head by horses their entire <laughs> life who aren't stupid enough to fucking oh, okay. that bad. swallow this shit. It's a bad. I, I know it's not related to anything we're saying, but I just had to tell you it's okay. fucking yeah. awful. And if you've got any common sense, don't put yourself through it. You know I'm going to. I mean, I. If it's that bad, I need to experience this, this fucking. I quite like Patrick Wilson. He's usually quite dependable, yeah, okay. but even he couldn't save this fucking turd. Of a it film. looks shit from the trailers, to yeah, be honest. It's fucking hilarious. And shit, but not hilarious in a good way. Hilarious in that they're trying to palm this off as a series. It's not. It's not like. It's not humorous. Right. It's not like they've made a film that they know stupid, but they're sort of going along with it. Yeah, they're not having a, a laugh. big budget B movie. Yeah, they're taking themselves very seriously, and that makes it all the more horrible. So do do they? Do, do humans know that the moon is a thing? Did like they find this out on the moon landings? There's a conspiracy theorist played by the fat dude who was Sam in Game of Thrones. Yeah, I saw him in the trailers, and yeah. he has been like researching and and doing like uh, I don't know if he's a podcaster or radio oh, okay. broadcaster on superstructures all his life and he's like elated to find he's out that he was right oh okay but and and, uh, and then somehow he ends up on a shuttle going to it yeah because he's, <laughs> yeah. ex- he's the expert even though he's had no even though he's clearly not very fit and had no astronaut training so it makes you wonder how he would ever survive the fucking launch right but somehow he does and uh, yeah they turn up at the moon they fly into the moon he finds out he was right and the moon's being attacked by apparently like our our ancestors were attacked by these things that looked like a combination of nanobots and the smoke monster from Lost. So if he, because this was a theory he said on his podcast, I'm, I'm guessing then, and then because of that, he somehow ended up experiencing it. So I'd like to announce now that I think a, a really good cure for depression and that is beautiful topless women. So if anyone wants to try that out, I'm happy to, I've, I've announced that now. <laughs> is that a doorbell? <laughs> thank me. And thank me. And me. And me. Yes. Yes, you must give us all a good spanking. <laughs> Hey, look, it's a busload of beautiful topless women. Not in this town. <laughs> no, probably not. Um, yeah, that would be nice. But, yeah, that film definitely isn't a cure for depression. It made me depressed that, like, you know, you can work really hard on something that you think's good and no one gives a shit. Yeah. Or you can make a turd like this and suddenly it fucking does good business and people are fucking interested in seeing it. And you can spend millions to make a turd like it's, that as I well. I mean, like I say, even by Roland Emmerich fucking... I mean, are we Standards. talking worse than Independence Day and that sort of thing? Well, I like Independence Day. It's a stupid film, but it's fun. And it's saved by, like, Jeff Goldblum. The only Jeff reason Goldblum. you're saying that is because you're worried if you slag it off, Will Smith is going to slap <laughs> the shit out of you. Uh-oh, Richard! <laughs> oh, wow! Wow! Will Smith just smacked the shit out of me. <laughs> Yeah, he might do. Yeah. Give me a fucking left hook and say, Welcome to Earth! Bitch! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I like Independence Day. It's probably... Uh, but then Godzilla was fucking horrible. Oh, God, that was just trash, yeah. In yeah, yeah. so many ways. Yeah. And then 2012 was fucking garbage. The day after tomorrow, was it? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They were all just... I read that when he made that film, he screened it first to a bunch of NASA scientists who sat there with their heads in their hands going, Oh, fucking, fucking hell. hell. Really? Yeah, because the science is just abysmal I know they call them like popcorn movies but it's more like you need to remove your brain and just pour popcorn into your skull yeah because that's how <laughs> fucking dumb they are and your eyes <laughs> um, 
Did Rec- you do your number nine? I can't remember. No, or I haven't was, done Or yet. was that Rec 2? Yeah, I know we went off course a bit there, but I just had to fucking tell you not to watch Moonfall. Okay. Was number nine your... Was no, Rec that was two? ten. Oh, okay. Yeah, so yeah. we need your number nine then. My number nine <laughs> is a 2002 film from Japan, directed by Takashi Shimizu, and it's due on The Grudge. Okay, yeah. I love this movie. Yeah. Um, I know it kind of went on and on and then the American, the American remakes came along and fucking like bombarded the market with The Grudge but the the due the on the, the Grudge from 2002 I think it's a fucking good movie it's frightening um, some of the image in it is like both startling and fucking creepy as fuck good creepy atmosphere and someone just going uh, that's a horrible that noise that shouldn't be creepy but it fucking works yeah. or a little kid going <laughs> well, that shouldn't be creepy but I mean there's things about it that ain't great I, the, the whole non-linear timeline gets a little bit confusing at yeah. times and it does feel a bit like you're going from one set piece to another for some sort of creepy effect but it is a good film mm. and I really love the, the performance of uh, what was her name Takako Fuji is Kayako yeah. she did a lot of the because um, she was like a contortionist and dancer or something yeah, so she, could she did a lot of the those. bending yeah. and clicking and popping and the bit where she comes down yeah again not the bit where she comes down the stairs like a fucking spider almost mm. uh, she did all that sort of shit herself oh, okay. and um, it's a really good film and I can see why Sam Raimi saw it thought it was scary as fuck and decided to remake it yeah. and it was in that time where everyone had kind of got into the J-horror stuff with yeah. like The Ring and so on and everyone was getting into that and remaking it yeah yeah, um, and I'd forgotten all about that film as well. It's actually a remake of his own right because I think he did one a few years before called Jew on the Curse, and then there was a second one of that, and then he did he he, he remade it again as The Grudge. Because wasn't the latest one was it White Ghost Black Ghost or something? And there was another one as Which well. I haven't seen. There was there was a couple that came out, and then there was Jew on the Final okay. Curse or something. I've seen Beyond the Second. Was it the second one where the guy's been haunted by his own death, where he hears that banging noise, and then he hangs himself or something, and the kid's pushing yeah. his body on the rope, and it's he's bumping into the wall yeah because for anyone who hasn't seen it it's basically about a house in Japan where this family live and I think the husband jealously thinks his wife's having a affair so he goes nuts he breaks her neck and then drowns their little boy and the cat in the bath or something and then uh, anybody who went because they died in such a horrible way anybody who enters that house is cursed yeah to meet a sticky end at the hands of the the ghost that the, the mum and the kid the have kid become the kid's sort of fused cat. with the cat yeah. so that's, that's creepy in its own way the weird little meow noises he makes mm. are fucking creepy so yeah once you've been in there that curse sort of sticks to you no matter where you yeah. go and what you do you're going to meet a horrible fucking end most people have probably seen the American remake with Sarah Michelle Gellar which was also directed by Shimizu yeah. and it wasn't bad as far no, as like remakes go but it was pointless but no I like it I think yeah. it's yeah, that's I think it's a really good movie and I had forgotten all about the grudge actually yeah yeah, the the Jew on the Grudge is is a creepy ass fucking movie. And it's another film I haven't seen in quite a few years. I need to mm. check it out again. The the sequel to that wasn't too bad. There was a really stupid point because it it's about a, a TV presenter or an actress or something. She gets the curse, and there's a really stupid scene where she's in the um, the makeup room, and there's a wig that falls on the floor, and then starts scurrying oh, around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's really laughable. I think you were going for something. It's quite cool when sort of like. Kayako sort of comes out, the, out yeah, thing, yeah but the point with the wigs moving around is fucking stupid <laughs> but yeah Jew on the Grudge is good it's better than the American remake and worth yeah good cool yeah, yeah. yeah I, I didn't get it on my list I completely forgot about the Grudge bizarrely enough because mm. I already had a Japanese pick and I just stuck with that I think I know what that might be <laughs> Okay. No, I don't. It ah, could be another. Interesting. It, it, okay. I, I think I know what it could be. There's quite a lot of things though that could be on my. I think I know what it's going to be, but right. it could be in a, a couple of. There's quite a few, yeah, because mm. I do like my J horror, especially when you get into the more gory, the um, what they call sushi typhoon stuff as well. Mm. All them kind of things were just fucking fun. But anyway, you'll probably throw me a fucking curveball, and I won't get it right at all. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. Should I go to my number eight? Go on then. Eight. 
My number eight is from 2014 and was filmed in America. Now, now you're going to go, hang on, fuck on. America? <laughs> yeah, this is foreign language films. It's actually um, an Iranian movie. The cast, the crew, and the language. Well, it's not Iranian, is it? Um, Farsi. So, but it just happened to be filmed in America, and that is for A Girl Walks Home Alone at Night. I haven't seen that which yet. Which could have been on our black and white list as well. Yeah. I've had a copy of that as well, and I've had really, really mm-hmm. good things, and I've just not got around to watching it. It's one of those I had for a little while, and I've only watched it the past couple of weeks or so. It's very good. Vampire movie, yeah? Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, it's a bit arty, I guess. You, mm. you, you, could, you could watch it and say, yeah, it's a bit of an art film. Basically, to talk about the film, it is about a vampire, and she's just lonely and walks the streets of this place known as Bad City. Yeah. It's a bit of a mess. I mean, you'll see a guy at the start, he's, he's crossing the bridge, and then under the bridge is like this trench, and it's just dead bodies. And I've been was, meaning to sit and watch it for fucking ages, and I've just not got around to seeing something it. Something about the atmosphere of it, and I don't know, it's a hard one to sort of explain, but I, I was surprised when I read up on it, and I went, hang on, this was filmed in America? Wouldn't I wouldn't have known. No. They've, done, they've done enough to hide it, but it's it's a really cool movie, but it's about this, yeah, this lonely vampire, and this... Uh, dude kind of meets her and he starts to fall for a little bit but then he's i'm trying to remember now he was his dad it reminded me a bit of um do you remember deadbeat at dawn yeah where the guy's dad was a junkie yeah that's like this his dad's a junkie he's doing the uh injecting in between his toes oh yeah it's like the, the guy did in that one yeah exactly <laughs> and it's like that but the vampire ends up killing the drug dealer right and he's gone round it ago to pay him the money and realize hang on this guy's fucking dead that girl's just left the house there's a suitcase here full of money and drugs so he decides to take it so he's got money, and then he's going to start selling drugs as well. So he kind of falls into that thing of what he was against, in a way. Yeah. He was against his dad being on drugs. So he got that side of it, plus the, the, the relationship with him and the vampire. Yeah, I'm really going to have to watch it. But it's, it's a, a cool film. I really liked ranges. it. And there's certain scenes in it where the director, she doubled for the vampire in some scenes because there's bits where she's she scares some little boy and he leaves his skateboard behind. And then you'll see her on a shot just slowly. Just, and it was the director who stood in for her because the director's got a skateboarder, apparently. Oh, right. She stood in for the character and done the skateboarding scenes. Oh, cool. And did I write her name down? Yeah, it was written and directed by Anna Lily Amirpour. Oh, right. In fact, I've just noticed that all three films now have all been written and directed by the writer and director were the same person, if you yeah. know. So, I don't know if that's a theme. It pretty much is, actually. <laughs> that's weird. <laughs> Not that I've noticed. Yeah, I'm really going to have to watch it. I've had a copy of it for ages, and it, it appealed to me based on what I'd read about mm. it. I thought that was just, really cool. The but... title caught me. I heard the title and thought, I just, I just like that. It's a really yeah. catchy title. Yeah. Ree's off work this week, and we've got, like, we're just going to sit around, because we're going on holiday next week. We can't really afford to do much. We're probably going to watch a shitload of movies, so I might see if I can talk her into watching it. Yeah, a good time to catch up on. Yeah. yeah. I don't know if it's the sort of thing she'd like or not. She might do. She might do, yeah, because, you know, the story and the characters are good. The, the world building's good. I like. I really liked it. Yeah, I'll check yeah. it out. Fuck it. Yeah, it's, it's a good film. It's worth watching. So that was my number eight. We watched a film the other night called Let the Wrong One In. Oh, yeah, yeah. Was that Anthony Head? Yeah, and yeah. as a vampire slayer, yeah. strangely. Not, that wasn't his the job. The trailer was. A couple of bits made me smirk, but I also got the impression it. I didn't. Be shit. Really, I thought it was a bit shit. Marie thought it was all, all right, but okay. I thought it was generally shit. But the only reason I mentioned it is it's Irish, oh, well, so I may it. as well have added it to like a foreign language list because I couldn't understand the fucking word. <laughs> it was like watching a film. Other than Anthony Head, yeah, it was like watching a film full of Brad Pitt's characters. From, oh, from Snatch. Snatch. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was like, I don't know what they're saying. I, I mean, I, I'm, I'm hard of hearing anyway. So this, like, a strong accent fucks me yeah. up. Big well, time. I, that, I mentioned to you before. I think that Irish movie I've got called Dead Meat, mm. and they're really thick Irish accents. There's a few times where you're like, I might put the subtitles on here because it's. Yeah, well, I, I didn't include anything that would have spoken languages English. No, neither did I. Even but... if I couldn't quite understand it at times. No, but... Wait, it's my go. Yes, it's your what number eight. Number eight. Okay, my number eight. I fucking love this movie. Okay, I was 
blown away by how much I really liked it and how much of a curveball I was thrown by the trailer. It's from 2014. Oh, it's an Austrian movie, yeah. and it's Good Night, Mummy. That came. That's not on my list, but it was very, very close. Yeah. I really agonised over. I loved how the trailer set me up for a completely yeah. different movie. Same thing. I don't really want to spoil it, but I mean, it's basically about um, a mum and two kids, and she's had like some accident facially. She's, she's all, all bandaged, bandaged up she, and yeah. stuff, and uh, the kids don't recognise her as yeah. their mum anymore and you're kind of led to think I, I don't she, know how I don't it's know like how... has she been replaced by something yeah or, and that's why the face is bandaged it's, it's I, one of those I, like a I don't know how to go any further than no. that with because it, anybody it's not a particularly old film and anybody who hasn't seen it the twist is so important to the film yeah that I don't want to spoil it yeah I, I really liked it as well yeah I had the same thing I saw the trailer thought oh this is what the film's about yeah I'll give it a go and you're like oh fuck it isn't about that the trailer all. was complete misdirection yeah which Trailers should be, and it worked for me mm. perfectly because I never saw it, it was going to play out the way no, it played out. No, it's, I didn't. I re- yeah, I, yeah, I highly rate that film. I really agonised over that one. Yeah, I'm going to have to keep this brief because I don't know how to talk about this film without spoiling it. No. I, all the actors are brilliant. The kids, I don't like kids in films generally, but the kids in this film were fucking brilliant. But it is one I would I would recommend that people before they watch the film watch the trailer yeah. so you get a feel of it and yeah. then go and watch the film and then be like, oh fuck it completely subverted expectations exactly yeah I don't, like I said other than that I don't know what to say about the film without spoiling anything no. it's one of those films where because the twist is so intricate to the film I don't want to spoil mm. anything for anybody but there's so editing things in the trailer I think I can mention that one where you see the mum has a is there a cockroach on her yeah. face or something Yeah. and then the next clip in the trailer you see her chewing Yeah. So and you just get that thing oh she's eating a cockroach and that's not those are two separate scenes in the movie Yeah. whoever done the editing for it done a brilliant job yeah, I hate when it's all go. complete misdirection yeah because you watch like a blockbuster movie trailer and you're like I know the whole fucking film now yeah you and when you were... you show me the explosion at the end of the movie yeah you know? yeah this, this is this is not what you expect yeah this, if you watch like Mark said if you watch the trailer first the film won't be anything like you expect it to be I've just thought of something just to slightly digress as well what, what annoys me on trailers why is it now on a trailer you get a 10 second teaser for the trailer yeah, they do that, especially when you watch that. them on YouTube. Yeah, you go, I'm going to watch the trailer. Oh, here's a teaser for the trailer I'm now fucking watching. Yeah. <laughs> what is the fucking point of that? I don't know, but they have started doing it more frequently. Yeah. I've watched trailers on uh, on YouTube and I thought, is that it? No, here's the real trailer. <laughs> I, don't, I don't understand it at all. I'm already here, I'm already committed to watching the trailer. Yeah, you don't put it give on me a preview reason. of the fucking two minute trailer I'm going to watch. No, it's bizarre, isn't it? But yeah, that was my number, what was that, eight? Eight, yeah. Yeah, yeah. good night, mummy. I, re- I really yeah, like it. Really good movie. I can't recommend it strongly enough. I agonised over putting it on because mm. my number seven, seven is also from Austria. Okay. And this is what I put instead of it. And I've realised it's the only film on my list that is pre-2000s. Oh, really? And this is 1998, written and directed by Michael Haneke. And of course, it is Funny Games. Funny games, like yeah, I, I, I toyed with putting that yeah. on mine. This and Goodnight Mummy were the two that I was. Which one do I put put to? Which one do I put on? <laughs> which one do I shit down? Yeah. On? And I went with Funny Games because it just fucks with your head. Yeah, it subverts. It it knows it's going to fuck with your head, but you don't realise this at the start. You're watching what you think is a regular home invasion movie, and then it starts breaking the fourth wall. Yeah, and you're like, okay, I'm on board with this, and then it does it even further, and it just fucks with everything of what you think a movie is. Or should be. Thing is, it's it's one of them films where I I really like the film, but it's not pleasant pleasant film to watch. No. It gets darker and darker, and then takes a real mean spirited fucking turn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And just leaves you kind of feeling depressed. Yeah, it's not. Yeah, it's not. But a jolly. it's a great film, and it's also a film that I would think I'm going to watch that. Yeah. 
Whereas yeah. a lot of films that leave me feeling that way, I probably would watch, think that was good, but I ain't watching it again because it yeah. made me feel fucking horrible <laughs> yeah. about life and everything in it. Yeah. It is a dark movie and it does get more and more. Yeah. But then you suddenly get the thing where, because like we said, it's a home invasion movie. Is it two guys you break into the families? Yeah, two young Got fellas. Them, yeah. But then, so you're watching it going, okay, it's a home invasion movie. I'm on board with this. I know how home invasion movies kind of play out. Mm-hmm. And then one of the guys will turn and start addressing the audience. Yeah. And you're like, oh, hang on. What is, in a way, it's almost making you complicit. Yeah. Because you're, yeah, 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 you're being bringing, dragging to, you yeah, into it. Clever little film, I thought. Yeah. Yeah, no, I like that movie. Yeah, I haven't because we mentioned it on our remakes, and we had the the remake on there. I didn't have it on there, oh, but okay. I toyed with it because I like the remake. See, I ha- was that Tim Roth, uh, Tim Roth yeah. and uh, Naomi Watts. Yeah, see, I haven't seen the it's remake. It's all right. I liked it. It's it, again. It's kind of it's very it's, it it's it looked very very short. very similar. Yeah. To the original, um, and it's also directed by Michael Haneke. Yeah, which is fair enough. Yeah. Yeah, but I mean, I liked it, but I mean, I do. I had seen the that one first, the the, the original first, and. And prefer it because I think you're probably with these two films. I think you're probably going to go whichever one you saw first, aren't you? Because mm. they're so similar. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And both Tim Roth and uh, Naomi Watts are really good in the remake. Yeah. I might give it a look just out of curiosity, but I do really like the original. Yeah, but yeah, it's just it's, it's like I say, it's a weird film. It's a weird film that I really like and would watch again, even though it kind of makes me yeah feel a bit <laughs> yeah. sad and depressed. But it's one of those talking about it makes me go, oh, yeah, I need to watch that again soon. Like, yeah, just chuck it on. But it was a very close call between. Um, Fuck, my brain's gone. What did I just say? <laughs> funny games. <laughs> Thank you. Between between funny games and good night, mummy. Yeah, they were they were both there for my Austrian pick, and I really agonised over which one. But funny games just edged it for just doing that thing that was different, the unexpected. Yeah. Despite that really good twist in Good Night, Mummy. Mm. Yeah, they're both really good movies, yeah. and you should check them both out. Uh, well, my number seven is a 2003 film from South Korea, directed by Ji Woon Kim. And it's a tale of two sisters. Oh, yeah, that was another one. It's, it's in my notes at the bottom. It's a close call. I didn't put it in. I fucking love it, though. Yeah. Again, it's a, kind of a film that you kind of get the idea is going to go one way and it goes another. And yeah. these, two, these two young girls go to live with their stepmom and dad. And the dad, yeah. And uh, the stepmom, for all intents and purposes, is a creepy, mean-spirited yeah. bitch. But as the film sort of plays out, and I don't want to ruin it too much again. Does the dad sort of have... Well, they have favouritism over one daughter, right? The other one's in trouble, so they think, there's a whole thing of, like, you're in trouble, so I'm not going to speak to you. Yeah. It's kind of, yeah. Yeah, and he, and the dad kind of, like, just kind of lets the, the cruelty play out without really sort of defending them yeah, or saying seems, too much. Yeah. He, but he doesn't step in against them. But then the film takes a big twist yeah. and is something completely different. And again, I don't want to ruin it. Understand. I've picked twisty films that I yeah, don't want to yeah, spoil yeah. for people because I, the pleasure of watching A Tale of Two Sisters, again, is is the is seeing how it plays out and, yeah. and where the sort of like, uh, twist in the tale the comes. And going, oh, shit. Yeah, so we're trying to like describe films here, really, that we don't want to spoil, it's, so I can't say too much about it. I might have mentioned this on here before, but it's one that if you've got a good surround system, the, the audio in it is fantastic. Because mm-hmm. at the beginning... One of the sisters is in an asylum. Yeah. And she's, I can't believe she's handcuffed. She's sitting at a table in this plain white room. It bookends in the asylum, I think, doesn't it? I can't remember. I just remember the, the bit at the beginning because the door opens off camera, but you hear it in the back speakers. You hear the door open and close, and you hear the footsteps approaching and then passing through, and it, it works really well. But yeah, the story's great. Yeah, and there's another film as well where if you've got to pay attention to it because there's some like quite startling imagery. Well, there's innocuous really things in it that make you feel unsettled. Aren't the girls sitting on a, a little pier thing, a little jetty at yeah. the house, and she's got her toes dangling in the water of one of them, and it's got that underwater shot, and it just makes you feel a little bit 
something's going to grab your feet. Yeah. It's, it's something unsettling about them just seeing toes dangling in the water. It's quite in a horror s- movie. You always expect something to fucking chomp them off. So. It's a slow burn. Mm. It takes a while to get to um, get to the point of the film, but yeah. that, I think I think it, it that helps. As sometimes slow burn films do. You know, you, you, they take their time to build up to what's actually going on, and it pays off better. I, yeah, I quite yeah. like a slow burn, but it's a good movie. Yeah. Yeah it, yeah, it was another one of those films that I was agonising over. It was on my... Because I will have a South Korean entry in there. Yeah. And it was very close. I think I know what yours might be. I, I think you don't. I'm going to say you don't. Okay. I'll, <laughs> I'll, we'll I'll tell you if... Uh, okay. If well, right. Yeah, we'll get to it. I don't know why I think it's this, but I don't know. Okay. We'll see. Yeah, we'll, we'll get to it. Yeah. Uh, you uh, my So my sixth one... Six. Is a film we have mentioned before. Uh, I think only on our last top ten list when I mentioned uh, films that deserve sequels... And it's a 2010 film from Norway, and that's Trollhunter. Yeah, yeah, you did mention it before, but it is yeah, a good movie. It is a good movie. Yeah, it's it's a found footage movie, which you, you mentioned with uh, Rec Two. Yeah, but it just works really well. It's the the characters are great, the the effects work. Yeah, special well. effects are brilliant. It's got that little hint of there's a bit of the political side on it, with obviously the issue of power lines and things. It's in, also quite in comedic Norway. in places as yeah. well. Yeah, it's got yeah. it's got everything in it, but it's not played for laughs. No, as such, there's little comedic moments, but they're not done as an, they're not as an intentional. Haha, look at our funny scene sort of thing. It's just just how things play out. I definitely think the thing that blew me away about it the first time watching because I wasn't expecting a lot. I thought it'd be like a quite yeah. low budget movie, but the special effects are fucking brilliant. They're great. Yeah, the trolls are so good, yeah. and and the way that they sort of like dispose of each one, and each one goes a different each way. Like because he says to them like some turn to stone, some will explode because of the the calcifying process or whatever it is. Yeah. they turn to stone and all that sort of thing. And because they're only out at night time, that helps with the special effects. It disguises like yeah. any sort of like or they're in side. night vision or something. It just yeah, it hides a lot, but it still works really well. Yeah, and it's just yeah. I, I mean, I've mentioned this before in a previous. Yeah, one, we but, spoke about it on yeah. the last one, and it but it's a really it's good a really movie. Good I love Trollhunter, and, was, and how they've never done a follow up yeah. is baffling because I think it did well. Yeah, so that was my uh, number six was Troll uh, Hunter. That's a good pick. Thank you very much, sir. Mine's Japanese from nineteen ninety eight. Uh, directed by Hideo Nakata, and it's Ring or yeah. Ringu. Yeah. yeah, not Pingu. It's not a better <laughs> fucking killer penguin. <laughs> and it's probably it's probably the film that that kickstarted the whole uh, J horror yeah trend. I think for a lot of people, it was probably their first introduction into J horror as well. And yeah, it certainly kicked it into the modern kind of it made everyone take notice of it more than anything else had. Yeah, and it kind of introduced the uh, the Western audiences to the Onryo. Ghost legend yeah, yeah, yeah. of the sort of girl with the lanky dark hair over the face and the white dress. Well, it did get very fucking overdone after this, but oh yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, I mean, we've spoke about the American remake before. How I liked it, yeah. and you didn't. No, I wasn't. Um, but yeah, Ring or Ringu mm. is is a is a good film. Like I say, it's, it's responsible for sort of like people taking notice of like Asian horror. Yeah. And it was one that was so good. I went and uh, I, I bought the the novel it was based off. So, I have the novel too, the Koji Suzuki novel. Yeah. Um, it's got quite different from the film. Yeah, because in the novel, isn't she was a hermaphrodite? She's a hermaphrodite. She yeah. had smallpox, I think. Yeah, and it was a and was she some guy? Was it a doc, She was in some kind of like a medical facility, weren't she? Because of the smallpox. No, she didn't have smallpox. Sorry, she was she was at some medical facility and she got raped by a doctor who had smallpox. Yeah, I think, and he ended up oh, passing it on to her, and then threw her down the well. And it was a mixture of the, the smallpox virus not wanting to be. Eliminate because she was the, he was she would have been the last person to have it, mm. and it, the virus wanted to stay alive and her own. Did she, she have psychic powers and so not? It was that. yeah. She could like transfer her her, yeah. her 
It's it's a weird one to explain, stuff, but it makes it? sense when you read it. In the, book. the ending of the the book is very different from what you see on the film yeah. as well. Um, but it's a good but book. Both but are good. Yeah, yeah it's a, it's a it's a good film. And that ending of the film that everyone knows, I think, just blew me away because you're not expecting it. No. It's just like, oh shit, that is a really good effect. I wasn't ready for that. That's fucking excellent. It's lost its impact over the years because, like you say, they've done it to death. I mean, they did. I, I, I bought a box set, the Japanese box set, and I like Ring. Mm-hmm. Ring 2's a bit near. And then there was Ring O, and it was like oh, a prequel yeah, yeah, yeah. where I think she's in some sort of like, is it drama school or something? Um, uh, Sadako is oh, and stuff. And, and, yeah, or a dance school, I can't remember, but I really like that one. Okay. And then in the box set I got, there was another Hideo Nakata film as a bonus on the end, and it's basically like a creepier version of Sleeping Beauty. Oh, okay. I'll have to lend you it. It's yeah, really good. I don't good. know that one. Didn't you do, um, was Dark Water? Dark was, Water was Hideo Which Nakata. I really liked. Yeah, yeah. You wouldn't think like a, a damp patch on the ceiling would be creepy until you watch that film. But Dark yeah. Water's a film that's creepy, scary in places, but, but actually quite a... sweet yeah. as yeah. well. And, yeah, definitely. And quite sort of like emotionally heartstring tugging. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's a good I movie. I find that with um, another one that is, it's not on my list, but it was another close call was The Eye. Really loved the first movie. Yeah. Yeah, that little, I mean, it gives away the twist in the trailer, which fucking annoys me. Yeah, well, luckily I avoided the trailer yeah, now, and I'd... so I didn't see it coming by. Well, it gave me the twist about. The Eye's Chinese though, isn't it? I think Brothers Pang. Director. Oh, it was. It was Danny and Oxide. Yeah, yeah, yeah you're right. Yeah, but yeah, The Ring. I, you know, I'm, I'm sure people have seen it or they've seen the remakes. They have overdone it. Uh, I like. I didn't dislike the first remake, but then Ring Two was fuck god awful, and then they did Rings. Yeah, I did. more recently, and we watched that, and it was just utter shit. I tell you yeah, what, I did okay. watch again. I watched it the first time, didn't like it, but I watched again. Uh, Sadako versus Kayako. Oh, okay. And quite enjoyed it. I don't. No, I haven't seen that one. It's alright. And there was a. South Korean version of Ring, which I remember watching, and I think that, if I remember rightly, that does follow the book more closely. Mm. There is also a, another Japanese film called Sadako oh, okay. uh, that they did quite recently, I think. Oh, okay. Yeah, so there's quite a few of them, and I mean, I don't think it's a fucking spoiler to say now about the whole sort of like Sadako emerging from the TV no, set I thing. Mean, that's been so prevalent in popular culture, especially at the time. But while it was called at the time now, it's kind of lost its impact again, yeah. I think, because they've just done it and done it and done it but I think if, if you find somebody who hasn't seen the film that that moment would blow them away yeah yeah. yeah you just don't you're, you're not ready for you it you know something's going to happen but yeah. that isn't what you expect <laughs> yeah. and I remember watching it the first time and thinking fuck <laughs> yeah. I would yeah. shit my pants <laughs> exactly <the same. laughs> yeah but Ring is obviously it's, it's a classic and uh, it's responsible for kickstarting the West's interest in Asian horror and then you had a lot of good films following that, like Battle Royale, that people were suddenly taking notice of. And yeah, there was, there was, yeah, and then um, Grudge and a lot of Uzumaki, which like I really Dark liked. Yeah, Uzumaki was. Yeah, uh, yeah. So that was that is the, the sort of like at the forefront of the whole J horror. Yeah, Ring was the one that made everyone take notice. Yeah, and that sudden interest. Yes, the whole long-haired ghosting did get overdone, but I like it though. I mean, even to the point where I like it enough that I've included a character like that in the latest book that I'm writing. Oh, okay. oh yeah, you have. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Which I really like. And she's my favourite well. character. I mean, yeah. I put a bit of a comedy spin on it, but yeah. she's my favourite character. Just because other people find her creepy, sort of. Yeah, yeah. I, I really like. Everyone's just as well. weirded out yeah. by her the whole time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So um, I like I like that kind of uh, Asian ghost. Uh, which is why I also included Juon the Grudge because yeah. um, Kayako's a creepy ass fucking character. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah, uh, your okay. turn. Five. Uh, so my number five. Well, it's close to something you mentioned because it's from Spain, but it's from two thousand and seven, not two thousand and nine, because it's the original wreck. Wreck. Yeah, I've put the first one off. Didn't even think of doing sequels. Mm. 
But I think I would have still kept the first one over number two. Like I said to you, it's Alien Aliens. Yeah. People debate back and forth, which is the debate. I mean, no one ever thinks anything beyond that is the best Alien movie. <laughs> no. But it's always, some people, for whatever reason, prefer Alien. Yeah. Some people prefer Aliens. I'm an Aliens yeah. person myself. Oh, okay. Yeah, it depends. Because yeah, Alien is more horror. Mm. And then Aliens take... It's an action this. war movie. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I think, for me, the first... They've both got those horror elements, but the first wreck is just that little bit creepier yeah because I think that the second one you're kind of you're in that zone now like I know what's going on a bit more and as much as I really really enjoy it they're, they're so close together in enjoyment but what I, I like just... most about Wreck is the pacing of that film yeah. is fucking perfect I mean they kind of like they go to see the fire there's not a fire it's like an emergency in a building they're in there and sort of you don't really know what's going on it starts getting a little bit yeah. more chaotic then there's that scene where suddenly this body fucking that plummets body drops. and it kicks into overdrive a bit but it's so well paced yeah. that you're never bored and as soon as it kicks off, you're like, fuck! Yeah, it just, yeah, you're, you're there, you're dragged into it. Yeah. You've got, uh, as well, in a way, similar to all the people in the apartment building, you're not getting out because you're there now, you're invested. Yeah. Obviously, you've got um, the woman who's doing the TV show, which I think was called oh, While You Sleep. Yeah. Couldn't someone say, well, like, while you sleep, so who's going to be watching it then? <laughs> which is yeah, probably cause... why she's got this low rated. Yeah, it starts, she's doing like a, she's doing a, a is it a documentary on the um, overnight activities of fire the department? Fire, yeah, and they're, and they're bored as fuck. Yeah. She's sort of been around and she's like, is this really sort of like how boring this job is? And then they get the call and it's like, ah, oh, fire yeah. or something, and they well, get going. You'll just sit around and they'll play table tennis or read or have a nap, and then you do nothing until the bell goes off, especially yeah. at night, because you can't go out and uh, train or whatever. No. So. Yeah, and then, like I say, the pacing of it is perfect. And once it does mm. kick off, it's relentless. Yeah, you're you're along for that ride. You're not getting out. Of yeah, it, and it does so many little. It does jump scares without being, without the scare cord kind of thing. It just happens. It's part yeah, of the they're narrative. not forced not, or cheesy. Yeah, they're just it's it, just yeah. in your face there when it happens. Mm. But it feels like um, it feels organic. Yeah, it's not forced. Yeah, because there's yeah, nothing worse like... than a forced jump scare. <laughs> Bang! Yeah. And you're like, oh fuck so, off. Yeah, yeah. Well, of course, it's going to make you jump because. Anyone blowing a fucking trumpet behind my hand is going to make me fucking jump, <laughs> yeah. probably. Like, ah, an expected orchestra. Yeah, yeah. And nine times out of ten, when they force that into a film, is to keep you fucking awake. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's <laughs> like, if, if you're going to have a moment in your film where a cat jumps out or something and the orchestra fucking beat the shit out of each other with violins all at the same time, fuck off. Yeah. It, I hate forced jump scares. They're just the lamest of, oh, we made you jump. Yeah, but so what? You know, the dog could fart. That might make me jump sometimes. You know, it just. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't. <laughs> doesn't mean anything you've just made me jump I want creepy atmosphere mm. or an, like you said an organic jump scare which Wreck does yeah so I mean, I'll get, I'll get that pick yeah um, I, I didn't even think of this. I didn't think sequels though so I didn't even consider the second one weirdly no. enough no like I say I've always preferred Wreck 2 because it is just that bit more full on from the get go and it, yeah. is, it is it is more it, like I say it, watching it just reminded me of Aliens because yeah. suddenly no, got the SWAT team all going in armed up and fucking head mounted cameras and stuff which is where most of the found footage sort of yeah. comes from and it just yeah the pace is just a bit sort of like high yeah, it, is, it is a bit more and not just, high octane but it's definitely yeah, I, I, yeah exactly but what works for me the best with Wreck is just the pacing of the movie is perfect yeah. and once that body drops and it all kicks yeah, off yeah 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 but I think it, it was a natural progression for the second film to have that high octane because stuff's already you're done creepy in the first movie, events already undergo and you can't mm. keep being subtle and creepy because it's already the cats out of the bag. At yeah, and, and as as the events like we mentioned earlier cross over, it's already in full swing. Yeah, exactly. So you can't go there's possessed fuckers running around the place, but we'll be creepy. Like you can't. Yeah. At that point. Yeah. It was right. a natural progression. I I, I rate them equally. I just, yeah forgot about putting sequels in <laughs> so I chose the first one but I think I would have done that anyway what number was that? that was my number 5 I believe 
Oh yeah. Well, my number five is a film that I'm absolutely convinced you're going to have somewhere on your list. Okay. It's a 2008 film from France, directed by Pascal Laugier, I think that's how you pronounce it, and it's Martyrs. Oh yes. And okay. I, this is a, this is a film I actually fought with where to place. Will it go higher? Mm-hmm. It should go higher. But then I thought everything I put a bit higher than that. I just prefer that a little bit more. <laughs> yeah. And Martyrs is a film where you can't watch it very often anyway because it's so downbeat. There isn't a single moment of levity in Martyrs. No. It's bleak from the get-go and it doesn't fucking pick up from there. Yeah, basically, in, a, in a good way. Basically, the film starts with a little girl escaping some form of like factory torture. She's just running down the street, covered yeah, in blood and, yeah, and she, cre- she, she, cre- screaming and crying. Shaved head, looking yeah. like she's been in a bad way and you don't really know why. And then it sort of flicks forward to the future where the girl turns out to be Lucy, is it? And she goes to live with a family. Yeah. But she's obviously still really fucked up by what she experienced before and she decides to go seek some revenge on the people she who goes get... to seek out where she'd escaped from she takes a friend with her yeah I know the film is mean spirited as fuck yep. brutal it's a brutal oh, movie yeah. and I remember watching it and I was very very aware that I was loving it it's such a well made mm. movie such a well told story but that end I was like fucking hell yeah. and it stuck with me for but it's not, it's well, not ever since brutal in a gratuitous not kind of schlocky way yeah it's not there just for the sake of being horrible no not at all and there is a point to the to the the brutality they've they've woven a good story out of yeah, why yeah. they do what they do but that ending really fucks me up it, it sticks, it's one time. of those films it sticks with people yeah and anyone who's watched it and you'll you'll be thinking about that ending for days and days afterwards and yeah i think it's one of those that i'd watched with a group of people i'd introduced them to it and they were all like fucking hell man that film's just sitting in my brain and i can't yeah quite shake it free it's that end is that end visual yeah. where she's sort of looking up at the, at yeah, the camera yeah. kind of thing and is Her glazed-over expression is fucking... It's brilliant. It's the whole film. But there isn't... If you want something jolly, you want something that's even dark with just one laugh in it, you're not going to get it here. No. There is no... Yeah, there's no comedic levity. No, um, you're not going to smile at all in this film. It's just... Yeah. There's no moment of relief. No. It's so downbeat. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, but, yeah, and, I know. I... But so impactful and such a well-made movie. I don't know. I don't know. I can't really spoil the ending, I suppose. No, I mean we've said about her looking up at the camera. I would no, I wouldn't go more than. It goes a lot beyond that. It it's not. A it simple might have slight vagueness towards the end, where you might wonder about words that were exchanged, but to me mm. that didn't matter. No, and you can come up with your own theories and so on as well. It's just I got the gist of what I think was supposed to be yeah. happening, given the woman's, the yeah, old lady's yeah. reaction to what she'd heard, yeah. and the whole point of her quest in the first place. Mm. I think I got the idea of what what was said yeah I mean I've, I've got two I kind of flipped from two different things sometimes open ended can be a bit annoying but I didn't mind it not at all no it was, it was good to not know that was the point of it that only that one person knew don't go into this movie expecting a, uh, a jolly good time because <laughs> no. it isn't that fucking movie no. it's heavy and horrific from and the fucking start for fuck's sake do not watch the remake. No, I saw 10 minutes of it and turned it off. I immediately knew it was going to be shit and pointless. I persevered through the whole thing and it was just utter dog shit. Don't they fucking wimp out on the ending? Yeah. And but I'm, the whole point of the, yeah, that I, film I know, is, is its ending. I, I barely remember it. I think, where, like I said, Marta's stuck with me and the remake is just now almost a blank slate. Yeah, I've it existed shit. until you just brought it up. <laughs> right, Even yeah, when I mentioned that, was at no point. Other films we've mentioned, like Ring, The Grudge, uh, Funny Games, and that the uh, the remake has come yeah. come to our into our conversation somewhere. I forgot this remake of yeah. Mars was a thing. It's it's almost a 
the anti-martyrs in a way because the original is it's got that bleak thing that you can't it's almost that car crash thing I can't look away from this yeah. thing that's unfolding whereas the remake I'm fucking bored yeah like I, said, I, I, turned I, I couldn't off. give a shit about anyone but I, I stupidly persevered yeah I didn't I turned it off you've done the right thing yeah but yeah martyrs is I think I think again that was like quite responsible for the whole sort of uh, extreme French yeah because I mean I had high tension and uh, frontiers well that might have come first actually well, it might, yeah you might oh actually yeah it did then we had Frontiers and The Horde and things Frontiers like that. Frontiers is a great film. Inside. Oh, I think we've mentioned that before. Yeah, yeah, that's, yeah. A, that's a really good film. I, I only found it the other day. There's a remake of that. I'm not going to watch is it. it? Nah. Inside's a Christmas movie, isn't it? Because yeah. it happened Christmas Eve or New Year's Eve. Yeah. Yeah, it's a Christmas movie in my book. <laughs> a lovely Christmas movie about motherhood. <laughs> but that's another one which has very, very little levity in it. But <laughs> but it's a great movie. Yeah. Yeah, a lot, of that, a, lot of, a lot of those French films from that time were all great. Yeah. There was the zombie one, La Horde. That's the yeah, La Horde. That was I, a good I, movie. I like that as well. Yeah. 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 It was a bit more cheesy yeah. and had a bit more fun with what he was doing but I still enjoyed that but you heard it here first don't go into Mars thinking you're going to have a good time because you're not going to have a good time it's it's bleak and it's vicious and but it's not not gratuitous for the sake of it there's a point no. to the story it's actually a very good story but that end will fuck you up <laughs> yeah, a lot of the movie will be like oh fuck this is quite dark and then the ending is just going to sit in your brain yeah and in fact I agree with Lee so much that my number four happens to be Mars so, oh well there yeah. you go I, I knew you'd have that on your yeah, list oh, yeah. I'd have been really surprised was, if you didn't it was tricky where I was going to put it but it, again it's like I've got these few that just yeah. push it over the edge but yeah it was a cracking film that's your French pick that was my French pick was Martyrs yeah yeah it doesn't surprise me I knew of all the films that I was like thinking will he have that will he have that I thought he's going to have fucking Martyrs yeah I thought that about yours as well I'm like I know you're going to have Martyrs I'm yeah. sure you will you... and I promise you you'll be thinking about that ending fucking yeah. months and months later for me it's like the in a way the only other film I think that had that much ending when I showed it to people was Eden Lake. Mm. And that end, the ending of that got people angry when I'd seen it. Like, oh man, I can't get over that film. It just fucking made me angry and all this. And I'm like, yeah, and you're still talking about it. That shows that how good the film was. Like two days later and you're still coming to going, that fucking film. There was another film I watched recently that had an ending that kind of reminded me. Like that. The End of the Mist is another one that people... Yeah, it was um, it was about a family who lived in the woods. And I think it was called like Hunter or The, the Hunted or something like that. Oh, I can't okay. remember. And, and some people like killed this woman's family so at the end she does some she gets a revenge doing something really horrific and it was a great movie and the ending again was really fucking shocking and quite powerful okay in a very similar way to the end of martyrs the same kind of like thing happens oh right almost um i can't think what i'll have to look at and recommend it to you it was a really good film yeah i don't it does not ring any bells yeah uh, so, so we can go straight into your number four then. My number four isn't on this page. <laughs> oh, it's on this page. Okay. <laughs> um, this is another Japanese film from my number four mm-hmm. from 1999, uh, directed by Takashi Miike. <laughs> audition. This, is this uh, oh, oh, it's audition. I didn't yeah. know if you were going to go down to visit a Q route. <laughs> no. I mean, I I like visit a Q. I couldn't tell anybody why. I mean, yeah. I I found I found a really good copy of it on. Um, oh, you. Picked one up, DVD in a charity. No, yeah. it was in a charity shop the other week, That's and right. I said to Maria, "I'm going to make you watch this, but don't think <laughs> ill of me. It's fucking weird." Isn't the very first line in Visit a Q? Have you ever done it with your dad? Yeah. Like what the fuck? <laughs> and it's just the. I was trying to explain to Marie how what I mean by it being weird, like the whole lactation fucking fetish yeah, scene with the umbrella. To, yeah. And then there's the scene where that dude shags a corpse and gets it's, stuck in it and it shits all over him. Just it's a weird movie. I know we're digressing from your pick, but. Uh, yeah it is but audition okay back to yeah, audition audition, audition is. is another film that's got great brutal scenes in mm-hmm, it mm-hmm. but is another quite sad tale 
of I a think, lonely man who's looking for a partner. You can trick someone into thinking they're watching a romantic drama. And then all of a sudden it's very much not yeah. at the end of the film. Because like, his, his wife's died, I think. Does he have a son in the film? I can't remember. I know he does in the book. Mm, I can't remember. He does in the film, I think. Because his son kind of says, oh, you need to get out there and get date, and he doesn't know how to get in. He's got a friend who's a movie producer. Yeah, so, so they set up a fake audition yeah, so to, meet women. to meet women. And, and he meets, um, he meets a Sammy. Who just seems shy and a little yeah. bit sort of like uh, reclusive yeah. and yeah, yeah. and introverted, um, and it's, it's sort of as the film goes on, you start thinking that maybe there's a bit more going there's on. With a, there's a point when she's sitting by her phone, seen the sack, <laughs> yeah, where you're like, oh fuck, she's not quite as all the ticket, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and then it gets to the end, and you realise, yeah, she's fucking batshit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> I, I, re- I think it was no, it was last year I read the book. And it go, it makes him seem less creepy in that way of doing that audition because they are genuinely audi- in the book they're generally auditioning someone for a part. Yeah. But at the same time, he's going to sit in and look for someone that may be someone he can start dating and so on. But I think the film, for what I remember rightly, has the better ending. Yeah. The film's just the film goes pushes it that extra level. I can still hear the noise in my ears. Yes, yeah, that's of, in the book you see of cheese wire oh, on not bone. That, the, the acupuncture bit I don't think is in the book. No, the... I haven't read the book. I I was actually looking for a copy the other day, but I couldn't find a, a reasonably priced copy. Uh, okay, yeah, I think I don't know. I think around seven or eight quid. Yeah, I, but I it, wasn't but... prepared to spend that. Yeah, that's the thing. I was hoping to find a, a second-hand copy that was a lot cheaper than that. I haven't seen one yet, but who knows? Mm. But, but yeah, yeah, it's a, it's. I mean, I I love Takashi Miike films anyway. Mm. I, uh, what do you call it? Um, oh, what the fuck's it called? Um, uh, gives Itchy hint. the Killer oh, Itchy is, is a fuck. great how, how many bonkers. films do the, does the film title ri- rise out of a pool of jizz yeah <laughs> name me more than Itchy the Killer well I don't know there might be a porn one but I don't know but... yeah which is a bonkers tale about like uh, an assassin I suppose who only really is any good when he starts crying yeah it's, <laughs> it's yeah he, he, uh, it's just, he can't explain it no and it's just like a gore fest but that's what I like about Takeshi Miike. He doesn't stick to one thing. He just does whatever he wants to. He's done like films for like teenagers. The samurai he's, movies. Yeah, he's, he's all like, he's like, yeah, I really like this idea. I'm going to do a film about it. Because mm. he'd done, what, there was one that was similar to Squid Game. Is it As, as the God's Wheel or something like I that? I don't know. Um, he did The Happiness of the Katakuris, which is a musical. That was my first one I saw of his, I think. <laughs> really? Yeah, Amy bought, Amy bought that for me before we were married. She got me that as a, as a present. Oh, right. Yeah, it's a musical with a claymation sequence at the start of it. Yeah. It's fucking bonkers. Yeah, he really like is his own fucking. Yeah, yeah. He he doesn't sit in that one category. No. Other than you know, it's going to be a bit unusual. Yeah, yeah. Like, um, what was the? There was one he done about yakuza. Well, Itchy the Killer uh, was a yakuza. No, it wasn't. Movie. It was to do. Uh, the, the one where the guy gets a ladle up. Oh, Gozu. I remember the guy getting turned up by a ladle up his ass. <laughs> um, All his stuff is so weird. Yeah, but. But he's not pigeonholing no. himself into one sort of like style. But he was. He, I don't. I think he slowed down now. But at one time he was doing like two or three films a year. He was just film after film. Mm. You look up Takeshi Miike and his filmography is huge. Yeah, yeah. Very varied. Audition yeah, is probably my favorite. And I, I, I remember I, I said to Marie, "Oh, you need to watch Audition." We sat there. She mm. didn't really like it. My I was like, "What?" Was she was like, <laughs> "It's a bit slow. It goes on and on, and mm. nothing happens for a while." And do you get to the? Is it the? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh man, that noise. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's a good film. Yeah, that was that the that ending was done so much better than the book for me, which doesn't happen very often. No, but it had it was more impactful. Maybe it's because I'd seen the film first and I was waiting to read that bit, and it some of it didn't happen. But yeah, it's a good pick. Yeah, that is my last Japanese pick. So it's my number three. Three. 
you'll probably guess this one quite easily, and I've got a feeling it might be on your list because it's from Sweden and 2008. Yeah, I've got this. And it's let the right one in. Yeah. So well, that is my. Where are we? I'm on my three. That's my number two. Oh, so okay. you're jumping ahead of it. I may as well just may as well just talk we've about it. We've mentioned this before, haven't we? And I can't. I don't remember know. what. I'm sure we've mentioned. I think we mentioned the remake. It was. It wasn't on any of our lists because it was. While it's not an awful film, the remake is pointless. Yeah. Um, but I this this film yeah. I fucking directed love by movie. Thomas Alfredson and based on the book by John uh, Ajvid Lindqvist. Which yeah, you've, I'm, you've I'm got glad you. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I, which I, I I watched the film and tracked down the book as well. So. Yeah, I'm glad you had to say who it was. Um... I've probably done it wrong, but because <laughs> when I wrote it down, I thought, how am I going to pronounce this? Well, Thomas Alfredson. Pretty sure I got that right, but I'm not sure about the uh, when you got a J and a V after each other. Is it Lindqvist? Yeah, that's a DQV. Yeah, I'm gonna stumble with Lindqvist. But but again, what a great movie! Yeah, you got a bullied boy who forms a friendship with this girl that he sees outside his apartment block. She's just moved in there. Yeah, and things go from there. Yeah, and it's it's it. We're not spoiling. It's a vampire. Yeah, Ellie's a vampire. Yeah. But it's it's I mean it's a horror film and it's there's horrific elements to it. But again, it's a beautiful story of friendship. It's a yeah, beautiful friendship and finding love. But it's also when you sit and think about it at the end, you realise it's quite bleak. Yeah, yeah, there is a lot of bleak. Well, just the, for the future of um, I forgot the kid's name. Oscar. Remember. Oscar. Sorry. Yeah. The, for when you realise that Oscar's future. He has become that new other gonna, bloke yeah, who's burned his be, face off with acid. Yeah, he's going to be the guy who's just. Yeah, going to be looking after that guy might have been that, that previous chap might have been doing that since he was Oscar's age yeah he could have been her yeah. like close friend as yeah. a kid and then and sort then of took on yeah. responsibility for her and it didn't end very well no, for no, him no. <laughs> um, my, I, I, when I first watched it my favourite part is the end the, in the, the swimming, swimming pool, pool. Uh, that's, yeah, that's so well filmed yeah and I didn't expect any of that no. he's sort of been held underwater and then and then something it, starts happening on the arm, surface, yeah. but you see it from the underwater point yeah. of view, and an it's so well done. And you see so it gets dragged along dragging, the surface, yeah. yeah. And then there's a head, I think. Yeah, appears an, or an arm or something gets thrown at it, but you don't. You yeah. see fragments of it during, yeah, but from underwater you don't see all the but brutality. It's filmed. I think it's better the way it's made than if you were yeah. to see what was going on. It's on the that surface. thing where implication works better than. Yeah, yeah, it's a brilliant. I love let the white one in. Ian mm-hmm. Marie does too. She, you know, she said that's probably one of yeah. my favourite. Um, I think me and Amy watched it together, and we were both like. That film's fucking excellent. I need to introduce my daughter to it as well because I yeah. think she'll really dig it. Yeah, like I said, there are some quite, quite that that scene with the acid on the face is quite nasty. Oh, yeah. And then uh, the, there's the hospital. I like the, oh, bit, the hospital yeah, yeah. bit with the nurse. I really liked where she gets bitten and then the, the, someone oh, opens the, the curtains curtain. and she just yeah yeah. It's such a good movie. It's, yeah. it's a really good film. It's kind of in a weird. It's a, it might sound a strange thing to say, but it's lovely, but it it's is. also bleak. As soon as you sit and think about it you realise that Oscar's future is it's quite clever really because it ends on a note where you think ah and then you think when you really think you say you think about it and you suddenly realise what his fate actually probably is from this point on you think you go ah yeah you switch from ah to oh oh shit (laughs) a bit where they're sort of tapping Morse code or whatever on the box oh that's right because she's in the trunk Mm. and it's it's sweet and then yeah like you say you think ah but from this point on his life's going to be fucking awful you dwell on that next step and then realise Oh shit! Yeah, that's not going to be quite as sweet as I thought it was going to be. Yeah, I like that. I like that was... the ending can make you feel one thing and then realise you're actually mm. quite wrong about how you feel about <laughs> yeah, it. Because, yeah. um, it's a beautiful movie. Yeah, movie is just yeah. I, I really like it. Yeah, it's, yeah. Well, obviously it's my number three and, and my number two. Yeah. So I'll probably skip my number two, being as we just spoke about <laughs> okay. it. There's not really a lot of point in 
in uh, going back over there it. There you go. My, my number three and Lee's future number two yeah. is let the right one in. Yeah, brilliant. Really is. Do you want to hit us with your number three then? Yeah. Uh, this is getting off. interesting what you're going to have. Well, my number three is a 2006 movie from Spain directed by Guillermo del Toro. Ah. Pan's Labyrinth. Yeah. Fucking, what a great movie. Mm. It's a weird movie. It's kind of like a... It's a fairy tale. It's a fairy tale oh, with scenes of horrific violence. Yeah. I mean, the, the, the knife in the mouth scene is just... I think it's the, the scene that really sort of got me more is because they, she goes to stay with her soon-to-be stepdad, is it? Yeah, who happens yeah, yeah. to be a, a captain in the um, Spanish... The I mean, fascist I Spanish was say, call him a fascist is probably quite accurate. And there's that scene where he gets that bloke and they're sort of like quizzing that bloke and he just starts relentlessly stabbing him yeah. in the face. Yeah. It's really fucking brutal. It is fucking... But, um, and it's done so well. That's why that thing where he's got a knife in his mouth because his, his flesh is being pulled outwards. So it looks real as fuck. And I like that. the bit where sort of like Ophelia starts going to into the labyrinth, into the, the Pan's Labyrinth sort mm. of thing, and he's not sure if it's real or a figment of her imagination. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Doug Jones, who's always fucking brilliant in sort of like <laughs> Anything. costume you put, you put or digital. Him in prosthetics and, yeah. he's, and he's two characters in this, isn't he? Yeah, he's the fawn and the pale, pale man. man. Yeah. Yeah. And the pale man, I think. The pale man scene's fucking yeah. amazing. What works, I think, with the pale man, it doesn't have to tell you a story about him, you can tell everything about that character. By looking at him. Yeah. He's sitting in front of that banquet. banquet, but his skin is all saggy and all that, so he used to be fat and now he's wasted away. Yeah, and he's can, just sitting there that. not eating yeah. any of it. You can get that just from looking at him. Like, oh, this used to be a fat creature and then it's wasted and withered now. And yeah, Doug Jones does what he does brilliantly. Yeah. Um, I really liked The Shape of Water. Did you see that? I still haven't seen that. He plays, it's almost like it's almost like a, a spin on the whole um, Gilman type thing. Mm-hmm. Again, it's a bit of a love, an unusual love story. But I really liked it. Doug, Doug Jones is fucking brilliant in it, and I liked him in uh, Hellboy. Yeah, Christ, he's even good in um, what's the Enterprise? Is it Enterprise? Star Trek Discovery? Yeah, yeah Discovery. That's what. Yeah, he's good in that. Yeah, you know? yeah. I like I like Doug Jones a yeah. lot. I think he does what he does really, really well. But in Pan's Labyrinth, it's like a dark yeah, fairy tale. It's a fairy tale for adults. Yeah, not in a graphic way as such. Yeah, but there are there are like you said there are those scenes of brutality in there. It's and it's almost like some like fever nightmare in, yeah. in some places. But you and you I like that you was never really sure as you're watching it whether um, life's just that traumatic that Ophelia's like retreated yeah. into a whether imaginary it's magical world is real or whether it's just her own. But it depends then because if the magical world's real, it's got a nice ending. If it isn't, it's got a bleak ending. It depends how you want to look at it. Yeah, but it follows those fairy tale tropes. I think of things being in threes. You know, you got three witches, three bears or whatever hmm. and this is like she's got to find three items three blind mice yeah three, yeah, three <laughs> blind mice <laughs> three amigos I'm Lucky Day I'm Ned Niddleland I'm Dusty Bottoms and together we're the three amigos <laughs> <laughs> yeah but it follows that rule of three kind of thing and it yeah. does it so well yeah definitely it's it's a great film yeah. you haven't mentioned uh, whether it appears on your list because no, I've picked my Spanish one already oh yeah of course so I went with Rick. yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, of course you're doing it. Country, yeah, country. yeah. I, I did one for each country because then otherwise it'd have been like, well, I like Pan's Labyrinth, but then I might want Devil's Backbone as well, and yeah, uh, you know, yeah. And for non-horror, fucking time crimes. I love that film. Time travel movies. I, I mean, don't. I'm not going to sit here and pretend that I'm some sort of like physicist <laughs> genius yeah. who understands the whole concept of time travel, but I am quite snobby about it because I know what is preposterous and what yeah, doesn't yeah, work. Yeah. Time crimes, is brilliant. Yeah, the, the whole time travel. Um, aspect is thought out so well yeah. the head fuck with time crimes is he travels in time because he'd had already traveled in time yeah he sees another version of himself doing something that leads him to again investigate and end up traveling through time mm. and it's a head fuck yeah time crimes is great yeah yeah marie liked it too i sort of showed it to her and she liked it, it. Was a 
cracking film. So if I think if I was doing a non-horror, Time Crimes would be my number top. Yeah, my number top. My number top. My, my number one Spanish. Yeah, movie. But yeah, yeah, Pan's Labyrinth is a really good pick. Yeah, no, I love Pan's Labyrinth, yeah. and it's a sort of film that I'll happily just think I'm going to watch that. I haven't seen it in a while, mm. and just be swept away in it. It's it's visually stunning. Yeah, and the music as well. I think that fits it. The costumes so for like um, the creatures yeah. is brilliant. Uh, the performances are great. Uh, what is his name Vidal, the fucking the fascist, is a nasty yeah. piece of work. He sort of introduced he plays it. Yeah, Bastard, he's so a well. vicious piece yeah. of shit. Um, it's a great movie. Yeah, yeah, it's one of the, yeah. I cannot fault that movie. And I, I'm a fan yeah. of Del Toro. I even liked. Have you seen Nightmare Alley yet? Uh, oh no, I haven't actually. It's not what you expect. Mm. I thought it was a horror movie. It's not. It's more of a crime noir sort of film. Hold it right there. Turn around slowly. Careful, that thing might be loaded. I'm counting on the fact that it is loaded and with bullets. Where were we? That was my number what, three? Number three. So you're number two. I am traveling to South Korea for my number two. What did you think I was gonna have then for my South Korean entry? Because I don't think you're gonna guess it. I thought host. Oh, okay. It's not host. Oh. It's I Saw the Devil. Yeah, I was also thinking that. I love that film. I do. Man, it's just I so love the good. whole and the ending and it's such an interesting concept of the whole cat and mouse playing with the killer it sort of thing. It helps that you've got um, Min Sik in there. Yeah. Because I think that guy's fucking great. Yeah. I love the stuff he does, all the, all the South Korean stuff. There was that phase where he was in everything. Yeah. Because he had sympathy for Mr. Vengeance and Old Boy and so yeah. and Thirst and that. And he's great, but this is this is a detective who's tracking a serial killer. Who killed his... And the serial killer kills his fiance. Yeah, fiance, that's it. And then by way of revenge, he manages to catch a serial killer... But he beats the shit out of him and, and lets him go. Puts a tracking device down yeah. his throat so he can then let him go. So he keeps catching him, yeah. playing him and torturing and him. And then go after him and beat yeah. the shit out of him again. But obviously yeah. things... He's not satisfied with bringing him to justice. No. He wants to fuck with him and just yeah. destroy him. He wants him. to torture this guy, but yeah. things don't pan out as he expected. Yeah. And I fucking love it. It's just... That ending is so good. I love that ending because it's just... It's, I can't I can't mention it, but it's, no. it was satisfying whilst also, oh, fuck, that's kind of harsh, but yeah, fuck it. <laughs> I'll go with it. I think at the minute, the South Koreans are kind of like the, at the forefront of, of... They've kind of like taken over from Japan. And yeah, the French yeah, had, yeah. The, the French had yeah. their go and they had their, their, their sort of like time of being sort of like ahead of the field with mm-hmm. their foreign language efforts. And then it's South Korea at the minute. Every, I mean, they, they won it, was it last year they won the Oscar? Or the year before they won the Oscar for... Um, Oh god, Parasite. Parasite, that's it. That was a good movie. Did you see it? I still haven't seen it. I've got it. I still haven't seen it. It's so many different genres in one film. It starts off oh, and okay. it's a bit of a comedy, and then there's sort of like a bit of a what the fuck's going on kind of thing, and then it sort of takes a real dark turn. It's like many different genres in one film, and it's brilliant. Okay, you should. I really recommend you watch oh, Parasite. Right. I've got it sitting at home, and I still <laughs> haven't sat and watched it. But then with TV as well, they've sort of like swooped like, well, Squid, Squid, Game, Squid Game, and yeah. I really, really liked All of Us Are Dead. Yeah, which again, I still haven't seen that. I've only just finished Boba Fett, so I need to get I'm behind on things. We watched All of Us Are Dead, and it, we were so invested in what was going on. I know it's like a zombie thing, and that's kind of, I've lost interest over the years, and there's a whole zombie genre a bit, because it's just been watered down, done death. And, and I think The Walking Dead was responsible for finally killing my interest in that it. That did, yeah. But I liked... Um, I mean, the the zombie-wise, it shares a lot more in common with, like, Train to Busan. Yeah, you know, they've which, got utterly reckless fucking things that have got no self-regard yeah. regard for their self 
safety kind the of thing. The train to Busan works because it's got the human aspect of the story. Because normally, like, yeah, tired of fucking zombies are in every, you know, video games, books, everywhere. Just, you can't get away from what well, you can because they're fucking slow. But <laughs> but then the Train to Busan zombies are also quick zombies, which I'm not a fan of. Not yeah, I mind. fucking love that film. It's yeah. so good. Yeah. Yeah. But um, all of us are dead, pretty much the same. They're sort of like they're bombing through, falling out of windows and fucking slamming into oh, so things. It's got, and, it's got those elements of Busan. Yeah. And, and, but not only that, I really, really loved the characters. Was that in a school or something? Yeah, set in a school. Yeah. Yeah, I really liked all the characters. Okay. And to the point where we both did, and to the point where one of them, I'm not going to, it's not spoiling, say characters die in these kind of things. Oh, yeah. When a certain character die, or a character would die, you're like, oh. Because oh, okay. I really yeah, like the fucking characters. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. And I think South Korea at the minute are fucking killing it. I mean, I like Squid Game. I know it's quite hyped up, and I think some of the games in the thing could have been a little bit more interesting and well thought out. There are some games in Squid Game that I thought they fell a bit flat with me, like, oh, that's not very exciting. Well, like the pancakes thing or <laughs> whatever. The, the cookie thing, innit? Yeah, that's yeah, it. Yeah, that was a bit shit. And, but it was um, early on, and it was. And it was the marbles one. I didn't. I quite like the marbles one, though. I liked. I mean, I liked. I liked the more sort of action pack one. I liked the the sort of like what's the time, Mister Wolf sort of game. I don't yeah, know what they yeah. called and it the, with the with the, the big rope and the stuff. the bridge one. Yeah, bridge yeah, one was, was really really good. I, I liked the marbles one because it gave. It wasn't just a physical mm. challenge. Then people were using their brains to suddenly go. Hang on, how am I, I can actually outwit this other person? And yeah, I get that. But it wasn't very visually interesting for me. I'm, 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 no. <laughs> I have ADHD. I need a bit more. Oh, fun, right. fun but I like going that one because at the end of that episode, well, certain characters die off in that episode. And you're like, ah. Oh, yeah, I like those characters. The uh, the South Koreans are fucking killing it, and not just with um, horror as well. They've gone it so many other genres and like you know martial arts movies and things like that. Yeah, like I said, like you mentioned, uh, Old Boy and um, yeah, oh, and Sympathy for Mr. Vengeance, and I like Lady Vengeance as well. Yeah. That was a good movie. Yeah. Uh, that's Chuck Park Chan Wook, I think. Yeah, isn't it? That and was uh, yeah. Choi Min Sik again. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. oh, because he did. Um, I know we're really digressing. What was the one in the the insane? Oh, uh, I'm a cyborg. He also did first. That vampire, yeah, one, vampire one that was a good yeah, movie. That was good. He's another one. I like. I, I like all his films. Yeah, yeah. I think I pretty much like everything I've seen that he's done. Mm. Um, but South Korea, yeah. They, I think they're ahead of the curve at the minute yeah. with what they're putting. But I saw the devil. It's kind of it's it's gripping and it's fucking brutal at times. Yeah, I like the whole concept of it. It was just such an interesting concept yeah. to have this bloke instead of wanting like uh, justice, like swift yeah. justice. He decided, no, I'm gonna have my fucking fun here and really make yeah. this bloke's I like his life a nightmare. Events, but then realizing. At a certain point, you get to like, hang on, this, this don't you still kill? He's still killing people as well. So he's like, oh fuck, I'm now responsible. These deaths are on my hands. Yeah. So in the end, yeah, there's there's certain things that come about that kind of twist things about a bit, and then uh, the ending, I fucking love. Yeah. Because you're like, that's fucking harsh. Yeah. <laughs> but it's also like he he deserves it, and so on. Yeah, it's good. It's a good film. Yeah, it, definitely. It, and obviously, I really like it. It's my number two. Yeah. So I'm gonna skip my number two. Do you want me to do my number one? Go on, then. yeah, go on, yeah, you do do your number one. I'll I'll end on mine then. What? I wonder if we got the same one. No, hang on a minute. We, yeah, we, we could, we could have we because haven't. you haven't done this country yet. I haven't done this country yet, but I thought you said you were finished with this country, so I don't think we've got the same number one. Oh, go for it. Go Yours for is it. Japanese, then, isn't yeah, it? It is. Yes. <laughs> go on. Then. I can't believe this film isn't on your uh, list, then. Fuck. What have I forgotten? Well, mine is an Italian film um, from 1977, directed by Dario Argento. Yeah. Suspiria. Yeah. Fuck, I didn't even think of... You forgot Suspiria. I know, I just... Do you know what? I didn't even think Argento when I was doing the list. Fuck me, what did you... You haven't even gone to Italy, have you? No. I didn't get there. <laughs> this is another film that I tried to introduce uh, Marie to and she really didn't like it that much. And I kind of yeah. get why. I get why people who would watch it now wouldn't like it because it is visually quite bizarre. Yeah. And 
I, I think I could, she almost found it a little bit pretentious, and I get that too. Yeah, I suppose. Yeah, I guess. a bit arty farty yeah. and pretentious, but it's, I love it. It's fucking. Yeah, it's I a do. masterpiece. It is my probably my favorite Argento film, and it, yeah. yeah, it should it should have been on my list because if I was doing a top ten movies, Suspiria is going to be in there. I like the soundtrack. It, yeah, the soundtrack is, by Goblin's fucking yeah. brilliant. I mean, um, that first murder scene just completely like what the. F- just froze you with the whole hanging from the stabbed in the heart and then dropping through the ceiling yeah. and shit and yeah um yeah, basically if you haven't seen it <laughs> which seems like an odd concept given it's so old yeah. it's about an american student who goes to an italian um ballet school and i think when she arrives she first witnesses someone like fleeing the building who later gets murdered and then then they ch- they change a di- they change the woman their diet she starts getting like ill and uh, the, then yeah, that, it's, a, it's and difficult you're trying to think of yeah, so and then, and then the school gets overrun by like a maggot infestation, mm. and uh, it, it turns out it's like witchcraft. It's witchcraft. Sort of witchcraft. He done the, the trilogy, didn't he? Yeah, but it's brilliant. Yeah, it's superior. Yeah, no, <laughs> it's a masterpiece. I, I don't know. Oh, fuck me! I, I can't believe I forgot it. No, neither could I. Wow. I honestly thought we might have the same number. Yeah, one. I. Do you know what? I didn't. I don't know why I didn't go really. No. Shit, sorry, everyone hurt me. <laughs> Fuck me, I can't believe Sorry, Argento, I forgot your masterpiece. <laughs> yeah. Shit, what made me... Why did I not even think of... I think it was probably because I was going a bit more outside the box a bit. Probably. And, mind you, I did go France and Spain. I, I don't know. Mm. How bizarre. Yeah, I mean, real sort of like hardcore horror movies, uh, horror fans have seen this movie, I'm sure, because it's yeah, it's such a classic. You know, And if you, if you sort of like get hard into horror... You got to see Suspiria. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and uh, it's it's. I mean, I love Argento, and he's done some really fucking good films, mm-hmm. uh, like Tenebrae and um, Inferno. I thought was quite good. I didn't. I I didn't even mind um, Stendhal Syndrome. I know that's not highly rated. I haven't seen it yet, but it's it's because it was a real. I hadn't heard of the the Stendhal Syndrome before, so I looked it up. It's like a real condition. I think it's. Azure Argento is the main character in it, and she's got a, she's got this condition, Stendhal syndrome, where you see a painting or a work of art and you think you're inside it. Hmm. Whereas I, I don't know if it works with photographs, because if you had that condition, you'd just look at porn all day, wouldn't you? Yeah, <laughs> I'm inside that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, yeah, I love Argento. Trauma was a good movie. Yeah. What was the one with um, Jennifer Connelly? Was it Pose- the Possession? Uh, was it the Possessed? Some of them, yeah, like that. yeah, that was a cracking film as well. But, um, but like you said, Inferno and Tenebrae and that, they're so important in horror in a way. Yeah, and so is Argento. Is, yeah. Is, oh, yeah, yeah. I had the pleasure of meeting him a few years, but the last, yeah, the last Sheffield, uh, Sheffield convention yeah. we, we went to, and he was his English wasn't great, and I no. don't think he was in very good health at the time, because they were sort of encouraging people. I was a bit pissed off, because I didn't ask him he, for a he selfie. He was going to go the year before, and he... Had a car accident, was Yeah. Yeah, and then um, I did hear, I overhear people when we were queuing to meet him saying that he's not really doing selfies, they're discouraging it because he's not feeling overly great or something. So I respectfully didn't yeah. ask for a selfie. And then I see that other people had, and part of me was going, maybe I should have just done it. Yeah. But then I thought, does that make me a bit of a, bit of a dick? Cause, <laughs> yeah. um, but he was a nice guy. Yeah. yeah. I like, even the, the Q&A with him, I liked. Yeah. It was yeah, it was interesting. And yeah, yeah, he is a nice guy. I, I was didn't have the money to go and meet him as well. Because Asia Argento's at this one this year. She is, she? yeah. Um, but yeah, Suspiria is. Yeah. It's a masterpiece. Oh, I'm kicking myself for not. <laughs> we might have to. Everything on my list moves down one, so Hannah then's going to fall off then, I think. Or, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah oh, I still like, I've done my list now. Because so. yeah, while that's a good movie, it's not Suspiria. <laughs> no. <laughs> but that's what. Dario said about the remake of Suspiria. Oh yeah, he did, didn't he? They asked him what he thought. Yeah, yeah, he goes, just like, yeah, mm, not Suspiria. It's not Suspiria. <laughs> that's my number one. Yeah, no, that's a really good pick, and I'm a fucking idiot for not 
mm. for completely forgetting Suspiria. I know, I can't what believe that. Yeah, okay. Do you want my number one then? Yes, what has not my Suspiria at My number one is from Japan, and if this was a visual medium, everyone would get it, because I am sitting here wearing a Battle Royale t-shirt. I'm stretching the horror side of it, Is it a horror movie? I mean, it, it, it has horrific elements. It, the whole concept is horrific. Yeah, concept if, if I was in that situation, yeah. I'd be thinking, this is just horrible. <laughs> but yeah, for the, it's, it is Battle Royale from Japan and, and from 2000, directed by Kinji Fukasaka, and based on the novel by Kushin Takami, Takami, I think, isn't it? Which I've, no. The novel's good. I haven't read it. So, this show, it's one of those things, like Baba Hotep, shows how much I like the film, because I've got the film, I'm wearing a t-shirt, I've got the novelisation, and... I think I've got a couple of issues of the manga as well. Mm. I fucking love Battle Royale. Battle Royale's brilliant. Yeah, it's good. That there's certain I like like the concept. Which yes, nowadays it's kind of been overdone because everyone's doing Battle Royale video games. You got the Hunger Games, which were basically watered down. Fucking and everyone playing fucking Fortnite. Yeah, <laughs> it's weird because I remember when Battle Royale after watching going, oh, this would be so cool, cool to play as a video game. Mm. And now everyone's doing it, and you're like, it's not that fun. No, <laughs> it's just not enjoyable. You're like, yeah, whatever. Yeah, the concept but, of Battle Royale is brilliant. It's just slightly the near future, I think. And yeah. like, um, hasn't society broken down to the point where like they have nothing but trouble with fucking school? Yeah, children. teenagers are kind of rebellious, stabbing, or yeah, stabbing teachers, and then so they, they come up with the concept of like doing like a lottery where a class gets picked. Well, once you've a got year. schools that are more delinquent kids go into. And yeah. they do this lottery where a class is supposedly randomly picked to take part in Battle Royale. They sort of gas them on the bus, and when they wake up, they're on yeah. an island in a in a room, and they're sort of like they. They're told that they've got. You're a in a classroom kid. with your teacher is the Takeshi Kintano mm. or Beat Beat Takeshi, which is great anyway because I like him. He's a fucking great director and that as well, and he's yeah. a good actor. I think as yeah. well. he can do. He does it really well, and he has a castle. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah it's fucking Takeshi's castle. Yeah, I forgot that was. I his. used to love that show. Yeah. I was sitting so there all day. Just thing. If I had, had a go, if I woke up and I had a bit of a hangover and I felt like just mugging <laughs> yeah. it, I could put Takeshi's Castle on and watch it all day and just <laughs> laugh my fucking yeah. arse off. Yeah, same here. I always love it when no one ever won, but when on the odd chance that they did win, yeah. they didn't win anything. <laughs> like, and they won. The end. Yeah. <laughs> You're just like, hooray, that's it, off you go. Yeah. It was just that, the reputation of being, oh, I won it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, Takeshi Castle. Yeah, Takeshi Katano. It's yeah, great, he's, and um, I'd, I'd like his films. And he was great in this movie. And the, the favorite scene for me is that fucking that lighthouse scene, mm. which shows that distrust between the characters, and people turning on themselves who five minutes ago were friends because someone dies, and they all start blaming each other, and it just goes. It shows that out of handness where how easy it is to turn on one another. I love I love the whole look at the drawer thing where you're throwing a backpack, yeah, and it's got like survival stuff and a weapon in it, and the weapon can be anything from a fucking Uzi nine millimeter yeah, to, a to a frying pan, yeah. <laughs> yeah. and it's just the look of the drawer which bag you pick up is what you get. So you could be like armed to the teeth, yeah, or like a crossbow or something, or yeah, a fucking saucepan. And the thing is, about well, it's also a bit of a setup, isn't it? Because they've introduced two introduced sorry two new people who weren't part of their class, yeah, into the mix, and one's a nutter, and one was a previous winner well you know they're the guys who seem to be getting weapons don't they no well, doesn't one of them swap his bag he, get, he gets given a bag and he shakes it in those no throws it back and takes one or sort of takes a different one and yeah yeah and then obviously they're like um they're they're putting these collars that are armed so yeah. that they for, for anyone who's played a battle royale game you'll know the scenario you're on an island you've got weapons you've got to be the last man standing or last person standing i should say but they have danger zones pop up every yeah. now and again Rather so than if you're in shrinking. it with your collar explodes and yeah. kills you yeah, so it doesn't do that thing where the island is slowly shrinking. You'll get a random 
you know, quadrant on the island is now. You, if you go in it, it's going to trigger your collar. You'll walk in it, and your collar start beeping. So you can't. Like, I you, get out you can't just I... camp out till the end no. and hope that you're not found because you'll die at some yeah, point. Yeah, and you you have to kill each other because if at the end of the, is it three days, if there's more than one person left alive by the deadline, everyone's collar yeah. gets detonated. You're forcing it in this situation of fighting your friends essentially. Yeah, and it works so well for me. Shame they fucked it up completely with a sequel. Yeah. I didn't like the sequel. I didn't like the sequel. It was his son did it because he died sort of was yeah, it halfway right. through. He died of yeah. cancer, and then his son sort of took over but and finished. The beginning it off. of the sequel just ruined it. And I think I've mentioned this before on, on one of the podcasts as well. But the beginning of the sequel starts with it's like the the kids are rebelling against the adults and they blow up a load of buildings. All like, I really remember about now. the sequel, yeah. All I really remember about the sequel is like a Normandy style beach landing. Yeah, the army's going after him. Yeah, I know oh, they send in some kids that are like a part of the battle royale because one of them opened his backpack and he's just got bog roll. Yeah, but they're not fighting each other now. They're to get rid of. They're a terrorist group. You've instantly made likable characters into complete bastards. So I can't get behind when you've just killed shitloads of innocents. No. And if you're doing like we're against the adults, sorry, you're gonna fucking be one soon. Mm. So where, where do you go from that? Yeah, I, I just didn't like it. But the first one is. I fucking love it. I really like the juxtaposition of the fact that when they wake up on the island, they're all fucking panicked, and then one of them sort of stands up and starts saying, "Oh fuck you," kind of thing. Gets shot in yeah. front of it, or was it a knife? I can't remember. They throw a knife, knife in the head. Yeah. Yeah. So everyone's shitting themselves and scared to death, and then you have that horrifically cheerful woman pop up on the screen explaining the, the fucking training monster. video. Which is like, yeah. Konnichiwa. Yeah. Konnichiwa. Shiraogatte Sanden B 組の皆さん, konnichiwa. Hi, it's all jolly and it's like oh your yeah. colour will explode panic like and chaos yeah. in the room and she's like hello <laughs> yeah, yeah. and Takeshi's just sitting there watching them and he's responsible he'll kill them as well and it's just mm. no it's it's such a good film no it? I agree Yeah, I agree I mean I didn't include it because I don't know if I would class it as a horror movie enough to add it to a list yeah it's that same thing it's it's not an out and out horror but it has enough horror elements for me that I might nudge it in there yeah you've got heads blown up you've got people getting throats cut with scythes and you know knives in the head I'm it's sure got, if I was forced in that position I would, I would start seeing the horror in the whole yeah. thing yeah. <laughs> oh yeah yeah you're in that position you're like this is just fucking out and out horror yeah and then uh, I think from that point I think it was one of like Tarantino's favourite films of that year or whatever and he cast um, one of the stars as Go Go Yabari in um, Kill oh, Bill oh okay yeah yeah um, I can't remember what the actress's name was now but mm. yeah she turned up in Kill Bill as my okay. favourite character in that movie <laughs> yeah. Go Go Yabari she's got that big mace thing the yeah with the fucking saw blades and yeah 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 um no it's good pick good yeah, film i just can't believe i forgot suspiria but there we go no no well, never what's mind. done is done <laughs> my passport ran out or whatever before i could get into italy absolutely <laughs> <laughs> yeah well there you go then that's yeah. our picks for the uh top 10 but yeah, like mark said earlier we'd like like to hear if people have got like different choices or, or agree with what we've picked or yeah if you think there's something that we might have missed Drop us a line, send us an email with if you've got suggestions for top tens. Mm, yeah, yes, any yeah. suggestion will okay, do. You we... can email us at realhorrorshow at hotmail.com. hotmail.com. Real spelled R E L. Yeah, as in film real, not in. As, yeah, we're as in the real. The real horror show. <laughs> yeah. Not the pretend one. <laughs> uh, next episode, we're going to be doing one of our cinematic shite sandwich segments yeah. and we're going to be discussing Gary Boosie's <laughs> action packed The Ginger Dead Man which Lee picked I did pick yeah. it and I have weirdly oh, we'll get into this more on that episode but I actually own this movie so it's an easy <laughs> watch for me I know we'll, we'll go into that whether I have done a good thing or not by owning the movie I've sat there and I've made my notes which I didn't really bother doing with the last pick which was the Little Witches oh, thing which yeah, was yeah. just fucking shit but I've sat and done my notes and I've looked at it this morning to see I'll make sure I've got everything I need and it's a bit of a head scratcher because I've written some <laughs> Weird things that made sense at the time, and now 
some days have passed. And oh, I'm, yeah, yeah. I'm sitting there thinking, what the fuck does that mean? See, I was hoping your notes would be more expensive than mine because I've seen the movie a couple of times. I've glossed over a few things, but yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll get to, to it on the next episode. Yeah. So, anyway, thanks for listening and we'll see you on the next episode.